Do better. Be better. Welcome to the Spitfire Podcast, Take Flight. We're your host, Mutsu, and Chef, Inbound Marketing Specialist at Spitfire Inbound. We're starting to wind down for the festive season. I'm sure we can all agree that this time of the year comes with a different kind of stress. Finishing up tasks, sending reports to clients, and prepping for the new year. Now imagine adding a little human being's end of year to that. Finishing up school, collecting reports, and needing to be entertained for the holidays. Part of the Spitfire culture is acknowledging that being a parent is in itself a full-time job, which is only highlighted during the holidays. So we thought that we'd end up the year with some stories and tips and tricks from our working parents. Today, we'll be talking to our paid media specialist, Mojalefa Motudi, our senior inbound implementer, Sasha Leah Coimbra, who's literally just come back from maternity leave, and LJ Geeky, our inbound success manager. We'll chat about the challenges they face being working parents, but also how Spitfire's culture helps them be the best marketers and parents they can be. So welcome, everybody. Welcome, guys. Thank you, Happy. guys. Thank you so much for joining oh. us today, parentals of Spitfire. <laughs> yes. Woohoo! Yay. <laughs> um, so we're going to start off first asking how long you've been a working parent. Um, and then you can even throw in how many children you have and how old are they? Who wants to start? <laughs> I can start. Yes, get it. Yeah. I, I want to start because I feel like I'm the, I'm the only one who has one child. So I think I need to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've got a little girl. She's five years old. Her name is Kaman. She's going to grade zero next year, actually. Oh grade my zero. Is that, is that grade R? Yes. Oh, nice. Counts as yep. big school. Yes, it's pretty much the introduction to big school. That's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I don't know, Sasha, how many babies do you have? Um, so I have three, two girls and one boy. My eldest Ooh. is 10 years old. Uh, my middle child is two. And the youngest, which is the boy, is four months. We mentioned earlier that you've just come back from maternity leave. <laughs> so very in the background. Um, <laughs> just know it's my little boy. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to be on the podcast too, mom. Yeah. He yeah, he has to be features. <laughs> He's and a safari I- as well. <laughs> Cutie. And LJ? I've got the two little guys. Um, so my eldest is nine. Um, and youngest is five. He's also going into grade R next year. So exciting times. Um, lots of fun this week getting reports and finding out if they're going into the next grade. Oh my goodness. Is it the same as like reporting to a client? <laughs> so stressful when the reports come home. But isn't it expected though? Like, like are you guys expecting? Um, obviously, like I remember when I was when I was in primary school, like I didn't have that anxiety, but I knew my parents probably did. But I don't know, do your kids like give you that confidence that mom, just calm down, everything is all right? Or are they also not sure as well? So my eldest loves to my eldest loves to antagonize. Um and and he'll go, No, mom, I don't know how I did. I don't know if I'm going to the next grade. Um, <laughs> he's a little smarty and and definitely likes to keep mom on edge. And and the little guy couldn't care. He has a blast at preschool and that's all that matters. Cool. <laughs> I love that. We have we've got the chat running on the side here, and Mo's like, remember the third one, your bird? <laughs> yeah, sorry about him. He wants to be on the podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Um, so basically, uh, so how long have you have have you? I'll start with you, um, Sash. Um, with base, just just want to just wanted to find out basically, like, how long have you been um, a working parent? And obviously, like you've already mentioned that you've got uh, three kids. But mm-hmm. since you've started working, like, how has it been? Like knowing that you're a parent and also having to work as well. Um. So I've been working since I was eighteen. Um, so it's been 10 years. <laughs> wow. Um, and I think before that, when I was in school, I used to do a lot of part-time jobs. So like work on weekends and stuff. So it oh. feels like I've been working forever. Um, <laughs> yeah, so me, <laughs> me is 10 years now that I've been working. I've mostly been in the marketing industry. So um, I think when I was younger, it was more retail. I can't imagine working retail hours and having Mm. three kids so I'm very blessed to um, have a job where I can actually work remotely and you know still be a mom as well as working so that that I feel really blessed for that you know we have this opportunity to work remotely and still be parents it's it's super cool I mean retail yeah (laughs) that's insane that's you know working remotely of course you've got your children with you but that in itself must come with mad challenges, like just having to say to a client, sorry, I've got a baba here, or in LJ's case, sometimes a birdie. <laughs> but LJ, I, I want to bring you in on this one. What is the funniest or wildest or like most embarrassing parent while working moment that you've encountered? So thankfully, I haven't had too many. They are like, you get the kid noises in the background and all the rest. But one day we were sitting in a morning meeting And I was very intent on this meeting, deeply involved in discussions. And someone turned around and said, "Um, LJ, something's trying to escape out to burglar bars. And I had my little guy (laughs) climbing the burglar bars of the window behind me. Oh, Um, No shirts on. I really (laughs) didn't feel like mom of the year in that moment. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I'm very blessed with kids who respect the fact that we have the workspace. And and I don't know what it's like for Sash and Mo but they tend to stay away from the office and know that mom is working and being able to be at home and get them in that environment where there's certain places that you can't do specific things Mm -hmm. has been a nice opportunity for me to kind of teach them the ways Um, of the world, I suppose. You know, there's certain times when you can't just say what you're thinking or run into a room shrieking. Um, And I think that's a benefit that comes from working at home. Oh, I love that. Mo, do you have any embarrassing or wild moments (laughs) <laughs> with your with your kitty uh with me I've, I've learned the trick i've learned the trick every time when i go into a meeting i get a work call i always go this is my boss calling this is my boss so no distance <laughs> so the, the the funny part is uh, even every now and again when i when i'm talking to one of my colleagues uh and then she'd come in and be like is that your boss so you've primed her according to to my daughter i'm like the most junior staff member (laughs) everyone is just my boss so (laughs) the micromanaging (laughs) so it's the funniest thing that's that's how i always that's how i've trained her but every now and again she will because we 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 live in a flat and the easiest, the most quiet place to work in or the most convenient place to work in is actually her room because on a usual day, she's at school. And then for like 
majority of the day that's just the easiest place but when she comes back or now in school holidays there will be times when she just bursts through the door and she's like I need to get my shoes I need to get my shoes right now and I'm like whatever yeah so that that is the, the 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 dynamics of living and working from home she's going to be like excuse me you can step into my office <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly so it's yeah i also every now and again i i find myself just telling myself that yeah i need to respect her space also as much as it is her room and i'm working in it i i need to also just think that it it is her room so you will yeah. have to come in I, I love I love the like trajectory that's coming through here though if that's the right word but like from what LJ and Mo said you know it's the w- almost working or having your children at home while you're working from home you get to teach them more than what's obviously I mean they, they're around you more but they you teaching them boundaries and they're teaching you boundaries as well because you need to separate the the life and workspace which is yes. kind of normal remote working issues that people have right like getting out of your pjs i guess in the morning but it's uh, when you wake up instead of just sitting like i do i still need to learn that um, <laughs> but it's it's really cool because you can have them around and you can teach them those boundaries and space and time and there's a place time and a place for everything the, the funny part is she seems to understand those boundaries more when I'm working in her room than when I'm in the toilet using the bathroom. She <laughs> never knocks when I'm in the bathroom. She just comes in. But that's and work, she, work and play, Mo. <laughs> she wants to have a full-on conversation while I'm in the bathroom. So that's... <laughs> I need to teach the, those boundaries. <laughs> that's amazing. And you, Sash, do you have any... Especially with your... 10 year old and working from the beginning do you have any wild moments that have happened while you're busy working from home with me um at least my 10 year old is at school um so I actually wait for her to get home (laughs) so she can kind of help me with the the two smaller ones but with the smaller ones I mean one is two and the other one is four months so they don't know boundaries they don't know you know, mommy's in a meeting now, I have to keep quiet. So it's a bit harder for me. Um, like with my two-year-old, if I'm like, Shh, I'm in a meeting, she'll come to the laptop and be like, hello, hello, I want to say hello. You know, so she wants to <laughs> kind of join the meeting and talk with mommy. But one of uh, one funny moment that happened, I was in a Zoom call and I had to keep my camera on, of course, you know. I'm potty training the two-year-old. So, so I had taken off her nappy, obviously, to potty train her. I moved her from the one end of the bed to the other one, to the other side. And, you know, her whole butt passed the screen. And oh I thought goodness. no one had seen. But Mo, <laughs> Mo actually was like, hey, Sasha, was that a butt that just passed the screen? <laughs> Yeah, so it's a bit more challenging for me. But like you say, we need to just, um, you know, before you begin your meetings or anything, just let your client know or, you know, internally they would already understand because they know where, you know, how many kids you have, etc. But for your clients, I think just let them know, listen, 
you know if you do hear funny noises yeah. or crying yeah. you know i apologize in advance because you know the kiddies are around at home so yeah if you see, see any bear bums, I'm sorry, we party today. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess those, that's basically like some of the challenges, but I'm sure there are other challenges that you, have, that you guys have faced basically like when working from home and having to be with the kids at home. So I just want to find out specifically from you, LJ, like what are other challenges that you face basically? I know you're working from home and kids obviously you have to take them to school, they have to get back to school. So what are just some of the daily challenges that you that you face and how do you tackle those daily challenges that you face when it comes to making sure that y- your day and that day goes according to plan? According to plan, that's that's not a thing after you have kids. <laughs> no more plans. Those go out the window. Um, I'm super lucky in that I've got my mum living with us. Cool. So she she steps in and helps a lot during the day. But there are days when the kids have had a rough time at school or there's yes. something special that they want to do and they want mom's attention. And I think it's almost harder working from home in those situations because they can see me, but know that they have to be away from me for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do every day try and make sure that there's that line that I draw and I say, right, mom's closing the laptop now, even if there's mm-hmm. something to do. I'll do it after I've spent some time with you and we'll go and hang out. And it's not always something big and special that you have to do. Just a walk in the garden together or Jeez. watching a 15 minute cartoon together. Um, that, that closeness. Um, but yeah, it is difficult when you can see them and can't just walk away from a client meeting, and go and give them a hug when they need it. But super blessed to have my mummy around to step in and help with collection from school. If there's a meeting at that time, um, my husband also works from home. so we get to shuffle the responsibilities a little bit and mm-hmm. just making it work. Initially, it was, it was a difficult transition to make mm-hmm. from being in an office all day to being at home all day. There are days when I want to rip my hair out. Two boys, <laughs> they, they can fight. They can fight. But it's an opportunity. Like we said, it's a teaching thing. And as much as exactly. we can teach them stuff, we can also see them more and learn from them. It's, mm. it's just watching them sometimes that you learn to appreciate the little things. And that five-minute walk in the garden changes your whole mindset of a day. 100%. I actually, that's, so, that's interesting. If you, and I know this is a loaded question, and specifically when it comes to parenting, would you choose now knowing how remote working is and seeing how that works versus over an office and only specific to parenting because maybe being in an office is more productive for some remote. That's a whole nother story. But what would you, with, with seeing how it's been? I, I love working remotely. Um, mm. I think a hard one for me when I was purely office-based was if they were sick. Mm. It is mm. heart-wrenching to tear yourself away from a sick child. Being at home, I don't have to be with them the whole day, but I can go and pop through to give him a kiss Mm. when I'm making a cup of coffee. Uh, I appreciate it so much. It's, I wouldn't go back to working in an office full time, given the choice. That was the story with you, Mo, with your your, um, baby girl. And she hurt her head or something. And she was like in a neck brace. Oh, yes. Because she was doing cartwheels. So it turns out it was her head. She strained her upper shoulder and lower neck. So yeah, she was doing cartwheels on a steep embankment or something. And was yes. she was she around you when when she was doing that? Was that at school? 
No, this is while we were in the line for voting. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes. And like, imagine, I mean, that was one of the things I've, I've always worked in office and I, I can't say that I've ever really known who the parents are around me. I mean, you'll figure out that maybe this person has, you know, whatever, but I've just seen how you've been able to, at Spitfire specifically, as parents, that if you need to jump, that there are no questions asked and, you know, your girl, little girl's in a, in a neck brace and LJ was saying how when you have a sick child, it's difficult to stay away. I mean, I, I can't imagine how stressful that would be if now you have to go into office or you're not allowed to be a parent. Yeah, I mean, I'm personally just sharing my own personal story. Um, I, I really appreciate. I don't think it's just only about the remote working. I think it's also about the culture of, of the organization. Uh, I've been in positions where my my superior would be asking, how come you're not putting in the same amount of hours um, as, as you used to? You used to be so dedicated and stuff like that. And it, it was when I first started to live with my, well, at that time, it was just partner, but my wife. It was when my wife and my daughter moved in and I had to spend more family time. I couldn't leave the office at half past seven and come in at half past six. I had more responsibilities at home. So it's not only just about when they're sick or when, when things are not going well, but just generally speaking, you just want to spend quality time with your, with, 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 your, with your child and your partner and then just be around, just be a present uh, parent, not just be heard of. So with me, I, I think we need to also just look at it that perspective. Like, uh, I mean, a lot of organizations will tell you that we we don't we we welcome people with parents. I, I mean, we welcome parents with kids, but when you really look at it, um, you'll notice that say your child is sickly, then your manager would start asking you. you not even asking, but making those comments like, your child is quite sick, eh? <laughs> so that is a very loaded statement. When somebody says, your child is quite sick a lot these days, you end up feeling like, what do I even say to that? So I think a lot of organizations, they need to think about the demands that go with being a parent. I mean, just over the last year, uh, COVID has also changed the environment for a lot of people, for instance, mm-hmm. If, if besides the working from home thing, any slight cough, uh, they will call you at school and say, your child is not feeling well. Please come and pick them up. Mm. Um, and if you're not working remotely, that means leave days. That means that means you being away. Or And remember, even if you are working remotely, sometimes they'll call you, your child is not feeling well and you have to go and pick up that time you had a meeting that you had to attend. So I think... Personally, I think more organizations need to be more flexible, but employees also need, we need to strike a balance to say, yes, I understand. Uh, I wasn't available. I was totally offline between 8 and 11. So how do I catch up? So I also find myself catching up a lot of time because I did Mm. out because of the distractions that come with having a child. That's so interesting that you mentioned specifically that companies will say, you know, we welcome working parents. Yes. And then you get there. I mean, 
me working at Spitfire versus other jobs that I had, not having a child, just me in general. And I've mentioned this to a few teammates before because I was a bit sick a month ago. And I mean, people would make you feel bad for it. <laughs> you know, at, at other organizations or you feel like you can't take a day off because, you know, there's anxiety or stress that's implied. Whereas, hello, we're human and with with having parents and knowing that people are parents that then that's an empathetic outlook right like obviously we know you need to do this as long as you catch up on your your working hours and we we believe that you will do that and that's mm -hmm. the culture that we instill um lj sasha have you had any well, not horror stories but have you ever as a parent felt that you can't do your job at a different organization or is that just a a mo thing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it's just a mo thing, but I, I'm sure it's not. Um, again, I've been lucky in in places that I've worked have been accepting of me being a parent. Some of the big challenges for me, though, I think, came in from maternity leave. So it is a long period of time that you're away from from the workplace, and you need to adjust to it. With my second pregnancy, I did go back after. I think it was about two and a half, three months. So I went back a little bit earlier um, and that was also a, a difficult one, but the business needed support. Thankfully, they were kind of flexible and there were certain days where I had to go for clinic checkups or the likes and it was okay, but nothing like Spitfire. So I'm thrilled that Mo brought that up and mentioned yeah. the culture and the business is such that, do you know what? If, if one of my guys comes and sticks their head onto the camera during a team meeting, you're not judged for it. Um, the team will wave mm. and say hi and make the little ones feel special as well, like they're part of the team. Yeah, I was actually going to ask, do your children have any favorites <laughs> of our colleagues? I can't say that I've met anyone properly, but are there any favorites? Shout out to whoever's listening to this. <laughs> so they've met Lauren Locker and love Lauren Locker. Um, but they love when we, we sometimes have sessions where we play online games yes. and they love coming and getting, getting involved and seeing what crazy antics the team gets up to. <laughs> I remember for our end of year party, Sharan's son was in the background and we were playing that drawing game and he's like, what are you drawing? <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's like so cute. I can't. And um, Sash, as LJ mentioning maternity leave, did you, I don't actually know your working experience, but versus um, Spitfire, how is that for you? And again, welcome back. Thanks, thanks. It's great to be back. Um, look, like I said, I've always basically worked in the marketing industry. So I have always kind of had that privilege to work from home. Well, luckily, actually, I've taken both maternity leave at Spitfire. So I've been there for four years and I've had both mm. my smaller kids while working at Spitfire. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I'm just really blessed to have had the opportunity to not only just come back after three months, but still stay at home and work remotely. So it's kind of like you just carry on with your maternity leave, but you're working. You know, I didn't have to have that sad moment when you're taking your baby to crash because you have to go back to the office. Mm. So, you know, it's been really great that I could continue to look after the smaller ones at home and not have to take them to crash 
but still being able to work. And like LJ said, it's really nice that, you know, Spitfire is very understanding because if, you know, you're in a client meeting or internal meeting and your child screams, mommy, I want food or something, <laughs> you know, no one is judging you. They're like, just, you know, take a five minute break and go and get your child <laughs> something to eat. So they're very, very understanding. And I think most companies should follow that culture because, I mean, we there's so many parents out there and it's really nice if your company understands that you are a parent and that you have kids, small kids, big kids, you know, that you need to see to. So I guess it's just about balance, eh? Like knowing that you at home, you need to balance your work life and, you know, looking after your kids. So finding a routine, you know, that you actually stick to. <laughs> it's not easy when you have yeah. kids to, to stick to one routine every day. We wish, but yeah, just, just finding that balance and making sure that, you know, if you don't do everything that you need to during the day, that you do it at night when you have that extra time to yourself. So that's what I mainly do is maybe during the day I don't not saying I don't work I do work (laughs) (laughs) but um you know catching up that hours at night you know when you when you're sitting alone and you have that free time Mm. so just balance for me that's what what I would suggest to all the working moms and dads out there cool and I think that leads us into like our next question and I would like to ask you Sasha like in terms of like parents and obviously working parents, like, do you have any advice that you'll give like working parents who are juggling, obviously the work that has to be done at home and also the work that you have to do at work? Like what advice would you give to a working parent? Find a daily routine. I know that it's very hard to stick to one because kids are so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'd find that daily routine, uh, you know, when kids are younger, we can actually get them into a routine. So sticking to it and being consistent so that, you know, you know, I have a meeting at one, one o'clock is, you know, nap time. So, you know, that you're free during that time for an hour, an hour and a half, write out your daily tasks, you know, being a parent also, and your kids are at home, you tend to forget things because they constantly distract you or they want your attention. And so I think writing your daily tasks down you know, whenever you get to sit down, looking at it and be like, oh, yes, you know, not forgetting anything because, you know, your kid distracted you because she or he wanted yogurt or something, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then just find ways to entertain your kiddies at home, especially during holiday seasons, you know, Um, we still work while they're on holiday and kids tend to get very bored. So, you know, like you need to be strategic about this and think nicely. How am I going to entertain these children so that I can, you know, work and, and do what I need to do? So, yeah, I just normally um, like buy arts and crafts, paint like a big cardboard and let them just mess with the paint outside a little bit or, you know, um, put on an interesting movie or, or something like that. So just, yes, think of ways in which you can, entertain your kiddies so that you do get that time to sit in and work i was just about to ask lj i know that she can be the arts and crafts queen are there any specific (laughs) arts and crafts that you have planned for your kiddies in the holiday while you're still working 
everything Christmas. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we found a really cool YouTube channel that's, that's drawing. Um, and it gives you step by step for all the different ages. Uh, and what oh, I like cool. to do with the, the boys is we do it as a family. So we'll all sit together and try and do the same drawing and then personalize a little bit. And I've got them stuck up on my walls here around me. So if you're ever having a down day or the boys aren't around, I look at those and they just lift my spirits. But also trying to keep them out of mom's arts and crafts box because... <laughs> Yeah, she has her own box. <laughs> That's mine, you know. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. And what would you say that your best advice um, would be for parents juggling work and home? Um, I love Sasha's advice on a routine and something I don't do very well in my house. I kind of give the boys free reign and walk out into a mess at the end of every day. Um, I think it's it's being kind to yourself is a big one for me, remembering that you're human. You're never going to get parenting perfected in my opinion maybe I just tell myself that to sleep better at night you're not going to get everything right do the best you can and give yourself credit for doing the best you can I love that that is I love that too and Mo advice to parents struggling work from home uh yeah 100% agree with the routines routines are like the best antidote for anything related to parenting so yeah, even when she's struggling to sleep, just know that I haven't been following the routine quite well. Yeah, and the second thing is setting boundaries. Setting boundaries for your child. Uh, it, it goes back to what, we, what we're talking about, about they know that this is your parents' workspace. You, you get what I'm saying? And with that, I actually found that rewarding them helps so like when my daughter usually around this time is um it's when she start coming through the room today she's not feeding well so that's not that's why she's not doing it that's when she'd start coming into the room and be like hey don't you want to come and watch this with me on tv around four o'clock i know like clockwork uh, and then how i do it is exactly like how session and and, and, and lj do it i promise them that later they let me finish my work later that means I have more time to sit with her and then we can draw or we can paint or something like that so letting her know that if she's on her best behavior that frees me up later and then another part of that setting boundaries I think is uh, setting boundaries with your colleagues or your or your the people you work with letting them know and it sounds like you're being a bit confrontational, but when you just let someone know that, listen, this is something that's really important to me and I need this and this and this. An easy example is saying, um, my daughter is not feeling well. I can't, I can't make it to that meeting or I can't make it to that session. Please find another time for us where I can join that meeting. You're not saying to this person just a hard no. You're explaining the situation and you're saying, please, can we find an alternate situation, an alternate solution? So I think that's an easy way to set boundaries. And that happens quite a lot uh, in, our, in our company where we've got so many moms and dads. So, I, yeah. Yeah, I love that. So not just, not just tips and tricks within yourself, but even putting that out there and just being transparent and saying, hey... <laughs> Kitty alert, Kitty on the loose needs to have some time for this. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, just just yesterday, uh, one of the one of my colleagues asked me, "Can you train? Can you help me with training with this and this and this?" And I, 
we'd agreed that we'd uh, meet up in the office. And because the ty- that type of training is just so much better when you're doing it face to face. But uh, I just told them that, listen, the little one is not feeling well. I actually need to take it to the, to the doctor. So can we just rather find another time? And they accepted and they were like, mm. yes, let's do this. Because if baby Mo is happy, then that means Mo will be happy too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say thank you so much to all of you. Um, you are all incredible to work with, but even more incredible parents. I don't know how you do it. I think it's very admirable. Um, and when I do, I know exactly where to come to <laughs> for all the tips and tricks. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. And go- I'm going to make it my mission to become all of your children's favorites. <laughs> Favorite auntie from <laughs> Spitfire. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you guys for having us. It was great. It is a well-known fact that Formula One drivers rely on the quality of their cars, skills crew, a variety of performance tools that help them to win the race. The same principle may be applied to sales professionals who need the right knowledge from the right source with the right tools at the right time to close the deal. Selling can be a team effort and having the right tools can provide a sales rep with a strong competitive advantage. The features and benefits found within the HubSpot Sales Hub Enterprise offers just the right amount of flexibility and control to complement almost any sales process. It can give the top-notch sales rep the edge they need to supercharge their success. The first benefit that I want to share with you guys today from HubSpot Sales Hub Enterprise is sales engagement and documentation tools. According to a study outlined in Forbes, sales reps spend on average less than 36% of their time selling and less than 18% in their customer relationship management tool. This means it is important to provide a powerful and easy-to-use sales tool that salespeople can utilize and help them to sell more. HubSpot's Sales Hub Enterprise offers a variety of sales engagement tools to increase the outreach to prospects. These tools include the following. Automatically logged meetings and call outcomes, call script, email templates, sales documents, snippets, one-on-one video creation, and an advanced email sequencing tool. The second benefit of the HubSpot Sales Hub Enterprise is forecasting and reporting. The new enterprise level of HubSpot Sales Hub includes over 500 custom reports and an extensive library of out-of-the-box reports to help analyze your business performance. You'll also have the ability to view and manage 50 sales pipelines. Each pipeline can outline a particular product line, regional location, channel sales, or partnerships to fully analyze how each revenue stream is performing. The new and powerful sales forecasting app, still in beta, can offer insights on how your sales team will perform and the potential revenue that will be generated throughout the year. The sales analytics tool includes over 20 new deal funnel reports and it provides insights to help manage and coach your sales team. The third benefit is analytics and AI. The collection of analytical tools found in the reporting library 
and through HubSpot's intelligence feature, predictive lead scoring. As described by HubSpot, predictive lead scoring is a tool that uses an algorithm to predict who in your database is qualified and not qualified. The score is calculated by taking information collected from your customers and matching demographic data, behavioral data, and social information to identify prospects of the same qualities. This intelligence score can provide sales representatives with an additional insight. They may need to reach out to the right prospect. HubSpot is always thriving to reach new levels of improving the power of AI within the platform. One of the latest AI features is the ability to automatically scan an email signature to gather the prospect's contact information and save it to a database. Even with all the latest and greatest benefits within HubSpot's Sales Hub Enterprise offering, you can still set up integrations with hundreds of other software platforms with HubSpot app ecosystem to connect to your existing systems. At the end of the day, HubSpot Sales Hub Enterprise is a powerful and easy-to-use tool to accelerate your business. We hope you enjoyed our last episode for 2021. We had so much fun hosting over the past three months and we can't wait to come back with fresh new content relevant to the marketing industry and inbound and HubSpot junkies. Be sure to check out the blog post connected to this episode at spitfireinbound.com and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to like, follow, and subscribe to our podcast and for you to leave us a review and share this episode. We have new Women in Marketing episodes lined up along with what 2022 inbound marketing trends to look out for. Please let us know what you would like to hear from us in the new year by leaving us a voice note on Anchor or a comment below. Remember, all links are in the description below. Thanks again. See you soon. Bye. Bye.